0: To the Doc G Show, I'm your host Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, Mikey Maximus the Furnicus. Say what? Charette.
1: Doc G, what's up, sir? How's it going?
0: Oh. oh, still, still reeling from the weekend, Mike. Yeah. Big question. How hard did you go for President's Day?
1: Hmm. I didn't go very hard at all. I, <laughs> I vacuumed. <laughs> <laughs> I went for a walk and I vacuum, Doc G. What about nice. you? How crazy did it get for you?
0: Did you, I mean, did you remember that it was a thing?
1: I only realized it when I checked the stock market and they said it's Washington's birthday. And I'm like, what? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I oh. forgot.
0: I forgot that it's a thing, Mike. <laughs> yeah. I forgot that it's a federal holiday. And then my brother was like, oh, I don't have to go to work tomorrow. And I was like, what? You lucky turd. What is that all about? That's a fact. I was I was uh, I was amazed, Mike. Hmm. They obviously, you know, they they made it a holiday. They just wanted a day off, basically. Yeah. Wait, you had to work. I did. Oh. I Had to work. They made they made it even more obvious, though, as far as they just wanted a holiday in '68 when they changed they changed uh, President's Day to a every Monday. Uh, it's, it's only on Monday, right? That's when President's Day is. They basically wanted a three-day weekend. And they okay. were like, there we go. Now, now this is a holiday, right? And okay. like you mentioned, you know what we're celebrating on President's Day? hmm George Washington's birthday. hmm Now, you may be asking yourself, was Washington's birthday February 19th? It was not, Mike. <laughs> Washington's birthday is the 22nd. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So we're not actually on the day. And the reason we're not on the day is, like I said, Congress was like, you know what sucks? George Washington's birthday comes on a different day of the week every year. So we don't get our three-day weekend every <laughs> every year. You know what? Let's just put it on Monday. So they changed it.
2: We- so
0: now it's the third weekend or the third Monday in hmm. February every year. That's when mm. it is.
1: That's a good idea.
0: Yeah. I mean But like you you know, it didn't take it didn't take too long before they realized like, oh, you know what? This actually isn't Washington's birthday. Hmm. But the amazing part, Mike, is they kept calling it Washington's birthday. Hmm. That was literally the name of it all the way up until the eighties. They were just like Washington's birthday. That's what we're celebrating. And then apparently some quote unquote advertisers were like, you know what? You should probably call it President's Day since it's not actually on his birthday. They're like, all right. And they're like, oh, you also know what? Lincoln's birthday is pretty close too. It's on the 12th. Let's just throw that in there. Let's mm. just say we're celebrating both of them, you know? President's Day. And there you go, Mike. Now <laughs> nice. it's it's President's Day. There we go. Great now, idea. We're supposed to celebrate all presidents, Mike. hmm I go for the deep cuts. Okay. That's right. I go real deep on my celebrations. Yeah.
1: You're a fan. Why
0: Why celebrate George Washington when you can celebrate Chester Armstrong? Mm. You know?
1: Yeah, Chester Armstrong.
0: I'm betting 95% of listening audience didn't even know Chester Armstrong existed. You
1: know? Yeah. Yeah. I would, I'd be a part of that percentage.
0: I mean, I know By we've talked way, about this guy on the show. We we haven't, Mike, because I made haven't? up the last name Armstrong. Oh, it's actually okay. Chester Arthur. That's oh. the real president. Okay, yes. Okay. I See? knew there
1: was a Chester.
0: Look, listeners, you didn't even know. <laughs> you didn't even know Chester Armstrong wasn't a president, right there. But Chester Arthur was, Mike. Mm. He was. He was. Let's be honest. There was one person listening just now that was like, he's trying to pull a fast one on me. (laughs) I know Chester Armstrong isn't a real president. I'm not buying it. Nope. But, Mike, in case you didn't know, Chester Arthur took over presidency after Garfield was assassinated. Mm. And not the lovable cartoon cat, but James Garfield. James Garfield was assassinated. So true. Uh, also, uh, Chester Arthur was known for his big mustache and sideburn combo. Ooh. Yeah. It's pretty solid. Yeah. It's a pretty solid That's combo. a good look back then. It was very good. <laughs> very good. But, I mean, right along with him, Mike, unrecognized president, James A. Garfield. Mm, yeah. You know, James A. Garfield? I mean, you know. I know. You, you've heard. You've heard. I've heard. heard. <laughs> That dude was only president for 200 days, Mike. Not a long run. 200 days before he was assassinated.
1: Ah, Brutal. Jeez.
0: You got to give it to him, though. That's a very round number to be in the presidency, you know? Yeah. That's nice. Mm -hmm. 200 days. Do you think anybody brought that up after he died? It was like, it was 200 even, though.
1: That's pretty hard to do. (laughs) That's pretty cool, right? Like the one-numbers guy at the party. Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty, the that's
0: that's pretty fun, right? 200 <laughs> right on the even. What does that mean? I don't know. Well, but, uh, Mike, he got shot July 2nd, and he didn't die until 79 days later on September 19th.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: Yeah. The dude was just... Being a president with a couple of bullets in his stomach for 79 days. Ugh,
1: man, that's tough.
0: And you you hear the stories of this, listeners? If you want to have a great president uh, President's Day next year, go look up some Garfield facts. That's a fact. But you go back to the stories of when he gets uh, shot. Oh, my God, it's so bad, Mike. There's just... Cause uh, there's just doctors not knowing science back then, yeah. and they're just like there's just dudes coming in just finishing their dinner. Like, would it? Hold on, let me clean off my fingers. I'm just gonna lick them off a little bit. Where's this bullet? Let me get in there. <laughs> they don't have any gloves on. They didn't sterilize anything. They're just poking through in his stomach. Oh, oh, it so is. Funny. <laughs> it is gross, my blood. It, yeah, that's the, the go to. But I will say, fun fact about Garfield, Mike. When he was in the Senate, uh, just for funsies, he created a trapezoid proof of the Pythagorean theorem. Hmm.
2: Huh?
0: Yeah. That had never been done before, and he published it in the New England Journal of Education.
1: Pretty cool. Doc G, can you explain? what that really means. Well, that's what I was about to say, Mike. I feel like if
0: you ask all of Congress today what the Pythagorean theorem is, half of them couldn't even tell you that it relates to geometry. They're like, oh, that's uh,
2: that's
1: something to do with ancient Egypt?
0: I don't <laughs> know. So, We're not telling that,
1: you about these UAPs. Stop yeah, exa- asking. <laughs> exactly.
0: That's ridiculous, Mike. They're ba- He's back there just casually. Let me just trapezoid and i'll prove here this adds up to this and angle a adds up like what that's what they were doing back in time shout out to garfield there you go now the reason i brought this up mike the reason that i brought up partying your balls off on presidency day Mm -hmm. presidency day president's day Mm -hmm. is that i was emailing potential guests on president's day So I was, you know, trying to get the word out, trying to get the best guest. As listeners know, we (laughs) try to do that. And I got an email sent back to me. I got an automatic response. I won't name the manager from an unnamed manager that said, our offices are closed for President's Day. We won't be responding until Tuesday, February 20th. (laughs) I was like, wow. What? What? Immediately, I was like, is this the type of person we want on the show? No. I don't know. A person (laughs) represented by some kind of lollygagger? I mean, what what are you doing on President's Day? Really? Really? I got a feeling this person was not celebrating Chester Arthur or James Garfield, Mike. Doubt it. Doubt it. I I didn't think. But I will say, Mike, do you have any idea what kind of food... Is is usually uh, celebrated apparently with President's Day. Mm-hmm. Any guesses?
1: I just want to say Turkey. I don't know why. It's just a very and, old.
0: Yeah, that seems <laughs> dish. very American esque. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. But apparently, cherry pie is a very popular uh, cherry uh, pie. because you know Mr. Washington had the fable of cutting down a cherry tree. So apparently, people celebrate that by eating a little cherry pie. And I got to say, Mike, how weirded out would you be if you went over to somebody's house and they're like, "Hey, want some cherry pie for President's Day?"
2: <laughs> what? What the <laughs> kind of
0: house am I in an right now? American flag on your pie?
1: I don't think you're supposed it's, to decorate them like that. <laughs>
0: that's right. That's an edible American flag right there, Mike. Now that we have celebrated. And know the backing of Presidents Day. Are you ready to fire
1: this show up? Let's fire up the show, Doc G. Five. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and lift off.
0: Mike, I am very excited. You are very excited. We have a massive guest today. A massive guest, Mr. Sully Erna of Godsmack. Godsmack on the show. <laughs> What? Can't, can't believe it. Can't believe it. Nope. This guy is uh, uh, lovely. Um, I, you know, I wanted to hang out with his mom and I mm-hmm. was turned down. Yeah. But you know what? That's fine. Yeah. It's all right. I'll win them both over. <laughs> Me, Sully, and Connie will hang out. We will hang out, Mike. So true. By the way, listeners, I don't want to spoil anything, but just so you know, right off the top, it's not his mom's Ferrari. No. We'll go ahead so. and let you know that. It's not his mom's Ferrari. You'll have to, you'll have to wait until the interview to know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Mike, we need to start where we start.
1: Birthday suits.
2: Happy birthday, Mr. President.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike, pretty good. 13 out of 18 right now.
1: Yeah. Doctor, can I say something about last week? I was really down about the uh, missing, missing Frederick Douglass. Yeah. I was going to text you that, but I was like, no, I'm going to wait till the show. I'm going to let everybody know <laughs> that I was disappointed in myself for missing so, that one. It's all right. You may have another one that you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> this so
0: it's, it's all right. Cool. It's all right. We, we, we can, we can rectify uh, it down the line. Um, 96 out of 168 for your total. So, I mean, you know, we, we're still starting out good. You're well over 60% this this uh, this year, Mike. Cool, cool, um, cool. Okay, here's the condensed clue. Known as somewhat of an it girl, an it girl, of the late 1990s and early 2000s, she was the star of I Know What You Did Last Summer, mm. Heartbreakers, and she had a main role on Party of Five.
1: Jennifer Love Hewitt.
2: Woo!
0: Nice
1: done. Yeah, one of my nice. first crushes. I mean, I would go. say. Yeah.
0: She uh yeah. Jennifer uh, Love Hewitt. Let's be honest. She's a looker. Yeah, she now. is. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't want to come down on her now, but she had a little bit more magic in those early 2000s. A yeah, a little, little bit. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, what, what can you do? She's uh, she's turning 45, Mike. Mm. 45. She was born in Waco, Texas. Now this uh, got me. She moved to Los Angeles when she was 10 years old. Apparently, she won the Texas Our Little Miss Talent winner. So, yeah, I didn't I didn't know that was a thing, but I would not recommend most people going to uh, Los Angeles when they are 10. It's probably a little bit premature (laughs) would just be my, you know, suggestion. But anyways, after uh, uh, did you know she had a music career, Mike?
1: No, I didn't. That's a fact.
0: Yeah. Apparently a, a little bit of a music career there. Uh not to she signed in 1995 to Atlantic Records. Uh she had two albums and then she signed to Jive Records in 2002. Um mm. but yeah. But anyways, uh Mike turning 45. Sorry. Yeah, a little bit. Little, well, I mean, you know, that was the time frame of like the the combo uh actors yeah. singers, you know. Mm, you did okay. you you did both of them together. It's sort of like um, I'm trying to think of a couple of uh, of the folks that were in that. Uh, well, uh, Scar- Scarlett Johansson.
1: There you oh, go, Scar- Scarlett.
0: Yeah, Scarlett Johansson was there. Uh, what's her name? Um, hmm. Went out with uh, Nick uh, Nick Lachey. There are married to him. Uh, hmm. Why can Lachey I remember Nick? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, why can I remember Nick Lachey's name, and I'm like, who was that lady? I don't know. Anyways, uh, yeah, so people funny. like that. Uh, Mike, are you ready to rip some headlines? Let's do it. It's now time for rip from the headlines. Uh Mike, it's pretty well documented. On the show, I'm not a huge fan of flying. It's it's very low, it's very low on the list. It's not as low on the list as weddings, but it's down there. It's down there. And I'm not like a lot of people, it doesn't really have anything to do with the scariness of f- flying. Like it's, it's not like I'm worried that the plane is gonna crash. It just has to be, it, it's just my hatred of flying has to do with being stuck around a bunch of gross people for however long mm-hmm. the flight takes. That's, yeah. that's what little I don't... A
1: claustrophobia.
0: Well, and it's not even just claustrophobia. It's just, I look around, I'm just like, ugh,
1: you're gross.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh you're gross too. And I'm always around the grossest people, it seems, Mike. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. However, this next story highlights that I definitely have not been around the grossest people. So here's the headline, Mike. Quote, Maggots fall on a woman during Delta flight to Detroit. She was freaking out. Fair, Mike. I think that her reaction was fair. I got to be honest. I don't know what else you would do when maggots fall on you. Oh. Oh. Are these fly larva? Cool. Nice. (laughs) So, Mike, maggots fell on this lady. She started screaming. The flight attendants came over to check out the situation, and they found the maggots were coming from the overhead compartment, and they tracked them in a particular passenger's bag. They opened the bag and found rotten fish. Rotten fish was in the bag. Uh, Apparently, the fish was wrapped in newspaper. Word. Newspaper. Yes, and apparently, as soon as they started looking for the owner, the man that owned the rotten fish stood up and claimed it. Yes, that's my rotten fish. Thank you. That's my rotten fish. Uh, so then the flight had to turn around, go back to Amsterdam where it was leaving from, uh, so they wouldn't travel all the way to America with maggots dropping on their heads.
1: Wow! They turned a uh, plane around for that. And they turned
0: it around. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Now, interesting. Mike, sometimes, uh, I
0: tell, uh, someone I'm not a fan of flying and I tell them I'm not a fan of flying just like I did just now and say, I'm not a fan of flying because it's so gross. And they're like, Oh, come on. It's not that bad. I would like to present this a, that it's that bad. It's disgusting. You're flying with somebody that's like, you know, what's a good thing to travel with rotten fish. Mm. Need a little bit of rot. What the hell, is dude, doing? I don't know. Where are you going with rotten fish and maggots? Like yeah.
1: also wrapping it in,
0: in newspaper. In newspaper. So, like, I mean, you gotta imagine he he like he was aware his fish was collecting maggots. Like, so when they started falling on this lady's head, was he like, "Oh crap, they found my maggots." Oh, no. <laughs> like, what do you do? It's so weird, Mike.
1: Yeah, that's a weird move.
0: Also, what's know. the goal of carrying this? Like, where are you going? I don't feel like it can be good. I don't feel like there can be a good. This man needs to be interrogated, Mike. He needs to be interrogated. I don't. I agree. I'm not going to do it, but, you know, somebody should do it. No. Yeah, somebody should ask
1: him some questions for sure.
0: Mike, uh, I know you've been looking into one, you've thought about it. Uh, have you heard the problems with the uh, Cybertruck recently?
1: Yeah, they're getting some rust. Mm. Rust issues.
0: Yeah, are you concerned?
1: No. <laughs> Elon will figure it out.
0: Oh, of course. Of course. He's
1: probably already figured it out, and he's probably like, oh, they're, they're, it's intentional rusting. Uh, I don't know. It, it
0: uh, t- sort of is, Mike. Sort of is. No. Uh, one of it. the Tesla's engineers, Wes morell. Uh, Wes Morrell came out and said that it's actually not the stainless steel that's rusting. He said the orange spots people are seeing are from medical particles that may have collected from the factory or when the vehicle is being transported. Mm. Yeah. Which is an interesting point, Mike. But I got to say, if that's the case, clean your factory. Like, what are you doing? If yeah, that's weird. If that's the issue, then just don't let metal particles be floating around all the time. Like, it seems, I mean, I thought you were making rocket ships over there, not rust buckets.
1: Come on. Yeah. Wait, so it's metal. There's like extra metal. Little, little, like yeah, little around.
0: fragments oh. of metal that are flying around. That's, oh. that's what Wes Morrell says, apparently. Okay. And 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 uh, Elon uh, apparently agreed with that because Wes Morrell put that out on uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, uh, mm-hmm. and Elon just said yeah to that. He <laughs> he uh, retweeted and said yeah. So there you go, there you go, Mike. So don't worry, you can still get your hundred thousand dollar Tonka truck. You can do it. Cool. It's it's doable. Um, Mike, interesting one out of Russia, Vladimir Putin, that guy, uh, he was at a conference this past week and he announced that Russia is close to creating a quote, cancer vaccine. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Word.
0: You gotta call a little bit of BS on Mike, (laughs) you know? Like, I feel like I can just see him before the conference with, like, his other administration around him. And he's like, hey, this whole taking over Ukraine thing doesn't seem to be going over so well. People don't like it. Nope. I got it. What if I just say we have a cure for cancer? People really like that, right? That'll go over well. What about a cancer <laughs> vaccine? Let's just say that. Is that possible? It's not possible? Okay, whatever. Everybody's like,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Anything for you. Don't murder <laughs> us. <laughs> just don't kill yes. us. <laughs> yes, exactly. Let's go
0: with that. Uh, Mike, other Vladimir Putin news. Uh, there was one other story here. Apparently, he gifted the uh, North Korean leader, Kim Jong-un, with a luxury Russian-made car. Mm. So, in cool. other words, <laughs> a horrible car. That's a fact. <laughs> like, honestly, come on. Who in the world, besides Russian folks, have a luxury Russian car? Doesn't really <laughs> hit the same as, like, a Ferrari or a Porsche when you're like, I got this yeah. Russian-made automobile. Ooh. Yikes. <laughs> I feel like Kim Jong-un was like, uh, do we, do you have another one? Maybe...
1: Is there a Porsche back there? Or a Ferrari? Just,
0: oh, hey, whatever.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. We're cool with German-made cars. Yeah. I mean, we don't describe. <laughs> yeah, know they're fine. We won't turn them away. Uh, you know what I imagine, Doc G? Just like a truck with a massive, like, a missile on the back, like, twisted mm-hmm. metal style. Yeah. <laughs> Just a Patched massive, together. Like, armored- <laughs> yeah. I mean, it looks,
0: you know, maybe a little rust. Maybe a little, you know, maybe a little, uh. little Cybertruck <laughs> action going on there. There he is. Mike, did you hear uh, the Sean Evans news out there? No, you, I don't think so. You know Sean Evans, right? The host of Hot Ones? That would
1: be the first problem. No, I don't. I don't. Do you ever watch Hot Ones? I uh, Yeah, I know the show. This, they eat the hot wings. Yes. Uh, yes. Celebrities. Yes. Um, so he's
0: the guy that eats yeah. it with them. You know, he's, uh, right.
1: he's, okay. he's balding a little bit.
0: Uh, smaller mm. fella. Sean Evans, that's him. Okay. So last week on uh, Tuesday, articles were released saying that Sean Evans, host of Hot Ones, was dating Melissa Stratton. And if you don't know Melissa Stratton, she's apparently an adult film star. Sweet. Then just 24 hours after the news really started breaking out, Mike, everyone was, uh, you know, talking about this. And then all of a sudden, Sean broke up with Melissa Stratton. Mm. 24 hours later Now It's not all negatives Mike Not all negatives Melissa apparently uh, Her views on Pornhub Have skyrocketed Over the past Mm. week that's right. Just skyrocketed, which you got to admit. I mean, I know it's sort of a normal re- reaction, but it's still a pretty weird reaction to the story.
1: <laughs> what? Research? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this
0: guy's on Hot Ones. He's dating a porn star. I got to check her out. I've never I've never seen any of her work. Let's see what she does. Yeah, let's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look into it like just uh, yeah, it's a little weird, a little weird. Um, Mike got a little Taylor and Travis news. Well, Taylor and Travis mm-hmm. News. Uh, a couple of outlets found out that Travis spent $14,000 on Taylor's Valentine's gifts. well Yeah, which I got to say, little blue on black, you know? Like, not going to really do much for Taylor. She's mm-hmm. worth $1.1 $1. 1 But But yeah. I will, you know, I, I'll get, give Travis credit. Like, that's a tough puzzle to solve right there. What do you do? Only homemade. Yeah, well, like, yeah, I mean, like, you can't get anything. You can't go anywhere. Because she can get anything, go anywhere, and do anything anytime. So, like, what what do you do? (laughs) I mean, the BBC came out with an article titled, Taylor Swift's cat, Olivia Benson, is allegedly worth more than Travis Kelsey. That's got to feel good if you're Travis. Yeah, open up the paper. <laughs> oh. A cat's worth more than me. Sweet. That's
2: cool. Like, I mean, and
0: they could have BBC could have at least put in that article title, uh, financially worth more. hmm instead of just going with worth more. That really Yeah. That stings. Yeah. You don't have to leave it broad like That's, that. That's yeah. yeah, that stings a little bit. But I think you gotta <laughs> I think you gotta go with what you said, Mike. I think you gotta go with like homemade. Yeah, you know, something. you just go with like a ticket for one free massage. Here you go, yeah. Taylor. Anytime. time, these hands yep. are yours. <laughs> like, you know, you gotta try something like that because you try anything yeah. else, she's gonna be like, "I'm worth 1.1 billion dollars, you piece of," shit. and you're like, "Oh, <laughs> that's true. Sorry, I'm worth a measly $40 million." Ugh. You know, he's worth 40 million. That's what they're estimating, Mike. 40 million. Mm.
2: Which
1: yeah, yeah,
0: not bad, you know.
1: And the cat's like seventy million. You nailed (laughs) it. Just about. You nailed it, Mike.
0: Yes, it was in the (laughs) seventy millions. I forget if it was seventy or seventy-two, something like that. Yes, yes, exactly. I'll look it up Uh, in the break, Mike. (laughs) uh, We got one story here before we go to break. Uh, We got some gross news out of New York on the uh, northbound number four subway line. Between 167th and 170th Street. Huh? Uh, I said that weird. Uh, I don't know. 167th and 170th Street. I don't know why I said 170th. That's weird. It's not in fractions.
1: Anyways. It's a New York, it's a New York thing. 170th. That's right. You,
0: know? you guys don't know it. You don't know <laughs> it. You're not. Obviously, by my accent, I'm from New York. Um, but anyways, this was in the Bronx. Police were called... To the location here, because they found a leg on the subway track. Ew. Just a leg, Mike. Mm Mm-hmm. Uno leg. One leg. Nothing else. It was apparently discovered by a train conductor who had been doing a sweep. I think that's some subway lingo there. Doing a sweep following a snowstorm on Friday night. The conductor reportedly stopped the train before it hit the leg and then informed police. Nicely done. Way to not run over the leg, train conductor. Got your eyes out yeah. there. I like it. But I, tri- yeah. I tried really hard when I heard this story, Mike, to think of a positive outcome when you find a leg. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there is one. No. Like? No. No. The, the end of a story where you find a leg is never and they lived happily ever after. Yes. Now, <laughs> now best case, the best case scenario is now the dude is missing a
1: leg. That's, yeah. that's the best case scenario. I've got an additional one. Now he's missing his leg. If he's a homeless guy, he's probably getting just a little bit more on the dollar <laughs> when he's asking for money. That's a New York thing, Doc. G. It's a positive. The less the less limbs you have, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you clean up. Yeah. You clean up. I mean, there there's a sympathy there. So Mike's, ah, Mike's I hope I don't sound like a terrible person. Mike's going the what long route. <laughs> He's going the long route. Let's just
0: think to it uh, was, yeah, okay. I like it. Mike all right. I can count on that's you for good. the
1: positive. I like it. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, you found a positive. You found a positive. Mike. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes I say things Doc Stock G, and I'm like, you know, I, I really probably sound like a terrible person by saying this, and I just have no idea. But I, yeah, I think that's a positive don't, spin.
0: Don't worry, Mike. The listeners right, are well, already well aware of that. Thank Last you. week, foot in your mouth situations. They know <laughs> we've already been down that road. Uh
1: you're right. You're right, you're right.
0: Mike, we are gonna take a break. We are gonna be right back, but first we are gonna hear from Godsmack. This was their first giant uh hit. Whatever, right here on the Doc G Show. back here on the doc g show spinnaker radio wsk rlp 95.5 fm in jacksonville florida mike what do listeners need to do
1: well doc g if the listeners feel like the show is a positive way to waste their time they should please Mm -hmm. subscribe to Mm -hmm. the show you can do this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're on YouTube, SoundCloud, mm-hmm. wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, this would be a cost-effective way to support the show. And if the listeners are feeling extra generous, please leave us a five-star review, a comment, and tell a friend. Tell a friend about the show.
3: Yes,
0: yes. And and Mike, we were just talking over the break. Uh, we need to welcome. Uh, we need to welcome the the. Uh, YouTube listeners, yes, you know? we do. We got some got some new uh, new listeners on YouTube, and we want to welcome them mm-hmm. to the Doc G family. That's thank, right. Thank you, thank you, YouTube listeners. Mike, I did look it up. I just looked it up right now. Uh, the uh, cat is worth um, actually it's seventy seven million pounds. Mm. 77 million pounds so actually 97 million dollars.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that would be Olivia Benson worth that much. Congratulations, Olivia Benson the cat.
1: Nice. Olivia Benson. That's yes, the full the name. Cat.
0: That's the full name. It's apparently named after a Law and Order SVU character. Hmm. So What makes there you the go.
1: cat worth money? You know, other uh, than she it's-
0: did commercials apparently. Oh. So she was in uh, Swift's music videos for Blank Space and Me, and then she also did. Uh, there was some other yeah commercials that she did. So there you go.
1: Blank Space residuals alone. I mean, yeah, that's, nicely done.
0: Yeah, nice, nicely done. I'm sure. I'm sure she is totally cognizant of her riches, mm-hmm. and as a cat, she's very excited. Yes. Um, Mike, we need. To thank the regular listeners. We do. And, the you know, right along with those newcomers. Mm-hmm. But the regular listeners, as we call them on this show, the five-star listeners, uh, they need to be thanked. And here we go. Shout out. Shout out to Jacksonville, Florida, Columbia, South Carolina, Radford, Virginia, Gainesville, Florida, Frankfort, Germany, Anoka, Minnesota, Ashburn, Virginia, Piracai, Brazil, San Diego, California, Dublin, Ireland, Borgman, Oregon, Genoa, Italy, Riches, Texas, Barcelona, Spain, Winfield, West Virginia, Biloxi, Mississippi, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Peoria, Illinois, Katy, Texas, Toms River, New Jersey, Olive Branch, Mississippi, Asheville, North Carolina, Los Angeles, California, Spartansburg, South Carolina, Athens, Georgia, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Chicago, Illinois, and Boyton, Virginia. Yes. Nice. Yes. That's pretty good. I Great started job. out a little bit slow, but there were no stumbles. Nice. Nice. Thank you to all the regular listeners. Mike. Got some four star listeners. First on the old four stars. Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale.
2: Shout out.
0: One more week, Mike. If they're week. on the uh, they're on the top twenty five one more week, they will be a five star listener. Get excited, Fort Lauderdale! Get excited! Ooh-hoo, so yeah. we appreciate the listens up to this point. We do. Keep 'em coming. Keep 'em coming. Mike enjoys the elbow room. He yes. wants to do a live show from there. So uh, come on, that'd be amazing, Keep, wouldn't it? Oh. It's a lovely place, yeah. man. We're just on the beach out there, just Great enjoying spot. the sun and the breeze. Oh, it'd be lovely. So true. Lovely. Uh, next on the list, Mike. We've got Lake City, Florida. Thanks for the listens, Lake City. Uh, White Plains, New York. Mike, this is a tad scary one here. The Villages, Florida. Mm. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, I hate hate to tell you, listeners, you've got a bit of a a reputation. There's a bit of a (laughs) reputation, Villager listeners there. It's... uh, it's not good. All I don't. I don't, don't want to. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to say, but they're m- mostly not good. You know. You know. But I'm sure if you're listening to the Doc G show, you're good people.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure you you're got good a g- great golf cart too. That is one oh, good thing about the villages. Lots of creative golf carts.
0: Always with the golf carts, because yeah. you know why, why would you want to walk? Come on, <laughs> get out of town with that, um, Mike. Next on the list, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Shout-out to those guys. Hialeah, Florida. There we go. Shout-out to Hialeah. Hmm. Uh, Budapest, Hungary. All right. Budapest. Never been there, Mike. I'd like no. to go there, too. Here's the place you've been. Charleston, South Carolina. Shout Charleston. Charleston. Shout-out to St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, Shout-out to Council Bluffs, Iowa. Council Bluffs. You got. You got two more weeks. Two more weeks, Council Bluffs. Uh here's a here's a not a normal semi-regular, but they've been on the list before. Aberdeen, Scotland, Mike. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to our Scottish, Scottish friends there. Ann Arbor, Michigan. And lastly, shout out to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. There mm. we go. Oh, good list. Good list. Mike, um, we got a new part of the Thinks, the which would be the top five countries listening to the Doc G Show outside of the U.S. The countdown would be Canada, United Kingdom, Germany, Brazil, and Hungary. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out to all you cool. guys. Thanks. We love the international listeners. We appreciate it. Fantastic. We do. Mike. We are going to take a break. We are going to be right back with none other than Sully Erna from Godsmack right here on The Doc G Show. The Doc G Show, because sometimes you need something playing in the background. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on 99.5 FM, Spinnaker.
3: This is 95.5, Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP-FM, UNF Jacksonville.
0: welcome back to the show everybody we have an absolute legend on the show today the lead singer of Godsmack, a band that has had eight studio albums three that went number one they've sold over 20 million records and they're going to be in florida march 13th march 14th march 16th for the vibes tour mr sully erna sully how are you sir
3: I'm good. How are you? What an introduction. Jeez. You know, I try to get the people hype. I try you to know, get you them. Might, you stuff. might as well just shove in the rest of the accolades, you know, four Grammy nominations, oh. 27 top 10 singles, 13 oh. ones. Yeah. That's what
1: I was going to say. I was going <laughs> to say all those. I, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, not uh, too, I'm not too humble.
0: I got I got to give you a
3: happy early birthday, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's coming. Do, doing anything do. to celebrate? Yeah, I'm actually in LA right now. We just finished up doing some of the um the Grammy uh events that mm-hmm. uh, I usually go to for, you know, with my manager and the record labels and Steven Tyler's charity, Janie's Fund. So um yeah, so I'm here and a few friends of mine flew out. And we're going to go do some dinner. Nice. And uh, you know, just keep, keep it casual. It. Yeah, keep it chill. You know, you don't really celebrate birthdays after what fifty, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, nobody I, I, looks I... forward to sixty, and certainly after that one. Like,
0: mine started going down at twenty-one. Honestly, yeah. Once, once you get past twenty-one, it got real sad yeah. on twenty-five when people told <laughs> me that the best thing about it was that I could rent a car, and I was like, Yeah,
3: that's what. Yeah. That's what we have. Come yeah, on, that's the thing now. Yeah, is nothing. Forty, you know. Yeah. No officially a man <laughs> <laughs> well let's talk about the vibes tour
0: it's a it's an acoustic electric tour mm. which uh i absolutely love because one of my favorite things you guys have done with godsmack is the other side ep uh i drove my friends crazy playing uh touche and voices for like five oh. years straight no kidding oh i love i love that album love mm. our ep i should say That's um cool. you you did a similar sort of tour back in i think it was around oh three uh what made you want to switch to this you know the more intimate setting the acoustic style that kind of deal
3: just just giving the bodies a break really for a minute you know we just finished a year of pretty hardcore touring on the big stages and <clears throat> as anybody knows that's come to see Godsmack live where it's a very physical show mm-hmm. um, it's more like a full contact sport at this point <laughs> at least that's what our locker room our dressing room smells like before we go on stage <laughs> um but yeah so you know it's nice to just kind of like not take too long of a break but also not get back up on the big stage too soon because you know you need a little time to heal the voice heal the body and that kind of thing so this was a kind of a good a good compromise to stay out there, mm-hmm. um, but bring a little bit different of a vibe as well. Oh yeah. So um, you know we can hit some other markets, do some smaller rooms which we don't really do anymore, um, and it's a reason to do that as well. You know, but but really it's just about bringing people a really um, a really intimate evening of music and storytelling and and um, taking them on that musical journey with us.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you're talking about those switches as far as the intimate setting i mean I you guys just finished the best of times tour and no i saw that yet. I, oh it's coming back
3: yeah we just we you know it was the holidays so we took a break and now we're doing this just to ramp up until the summer hits and then we'll be back on the big stages finishing the rest of this album cycle because we don't know how many more singles we're going to put out you know we mm-hmm. just we're just right now letting this record do what it does and as long as it performs we'll put another one out and then you know after this record cycles over whenever that happens end of this year middle of next year i don't know then we'll we'll kind of reassess everything and see how we're feeling
0: well i mean on that uh, on the big tour on the best of times tour there i mean you, you had a you had a crowd in sacramento is fifty thousand people or more uh that that's a big switch when you're going from that to, you know, a theater wow. show like yeah. these, these smaller, what's, <laughs> what's,
3: what, what's, what's going through your mind? I when think the sw- line in the bathroom at Sacramento is 3000 people. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what do you got? What do you have to do as
0: the, the artist, as the, the, the front man when, when you're switching? I mean, obviously it's going to be down a gear as far as like moving around stage and whatnot, mm-hmm. but what, what what else are you thinking when you switch to these smaller shows?
3: Um, you know, I don't know what I'm thinking yet. We just got through two weeks of rehearsals. We're bringing a couple of guest musicians with us um, just so we can fill it up and make it sound even bigger. Because, when again, we're not stripping it completely down to just acoustic to the whole thing. Right, There'll right. be a bunch of performances. There's going to be some vibey covers we're going to do. So we wanted to have accessibility to, like, all those instruments. But um, so I, I don't really know you know, what kind of frame of mind I'll be in, but I'm assuming having done a lot of solo stuff in the past, having done the acoustic tour before that this is going to be a completely different mindset. You know, this is more of a meditative kind of seductive vibe that's going to happen in the theater. And like I said, really giving people a musical experience from the time they walk in the theater, the scent that's in the air to the visuals, to the performances, the stories, um, it, you know, for me to get into that kind of mindset, it, it, it's more quiet time for me and balancing myself and getting focused on just putting on a really good performance vocally, because mm-hmm. this isn't about the, you know, the the musicianship of, of entertaining and jumping around on stage more than it is um, just putting on a really good musical performance. So yeah. that, that's a different mindset than when I go out on the big tours. That, you know, that's why I said, that's why, you know, that's when we're rubbing Ben Gay on the elbows and wrapping the knees with ace bandages and like getting ready to go into a UFC fight.
0: Well, I, going along with that, I actually saw on the Instagram there, uh, you were getting ready for tour and you had to go see your your orthopedic doc yeah. dealing with a little tennis elbow there. How's yeah. it feeling?
3: It's good. It's feeling nice. pretty good. He, This guy's the best, man. He always tunes me up. So yeah, I'm in. I'm right now. I'm good. I nothing has failed yet.
0: Now I I saw uh, he got he got you cortis- he got you cortisone in
3: there. What, yeah. what was the other? Did he put something else in there? I think the first part of the needle, the first part of the tube has a little novocaine. Okay. And then it goes into the it's like all in one tube kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, know, but it's well, just I, getting a four inch needle stuck in your elbow.
0: Well, I was I was talking to Barry Kirch uh, from Shinedown. Mm. Uh, he was dealing with the same thing, mm. had, uh, had tennis elbow pretty bad. He did platelet rich plasma injections. Mm. So yeah, if he's-, c- <laughs> 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 he's, he's a little out there. Yeah. You know, but I, he said, he said after he did those, uh, platelet rich plasma injections, it was all better after that.
3: He yeah. ne- never bothered him again so yeah no prp is actually really good it's um it's you know it's it's something that heals it more unfortunately mm-hmm. in my case it was pretty severe and um the prp wasn't working <laughs> mm-hmm. so i had a i had to do so something. you'd already tried it, it. well i got the inflammation down first that's what the cortisone does it's like a super right, inflammatory right. mm-hmm. once the, the once the the inflammation comes down you can try hitting it again with the PRP so the, the blood platelets can actually get to the tendon that, that is torn or irritated or whatever is going on with this thing. Mm-hmm.
0: And just didn't, uh, are you, are you thinking about doing that or you, you're you not going back to the PRP?
3: I, I don't know. Right now I'm just, you know, it's old. I have. You know what I have? I have OLD. That's what <laughs> I have. I have a case of the OLD. It's eh, It's been going around recently. Yeah. It's it's been going cure for that one. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I've I've seen you, though. I mean, you know, uh, you're on your documentary and on uh, on social media. You you uh, you know, you get into fitness, man. Uh, The documentary starts there with you training, jumping rope, running, boxing. Uh, When you talk about that, as far as, you know, getting older as you're performing, how important is it training like that? Put on, oh, uh, put on a good show.
3: It's important for me, even if I wasn't a musician, you know, I mean, b- but because of what I do and how energetic the shows are, it's even more crucial that that I drag my a- gym every day and do what I do, because, you know, I couldn't I couldn't do what I do on stage if I was just, you know, eating a box of Twinkies and cheeseburgers all day and just not exercising at all. I mean, that wouldn't work for this the, for the kind of show that we enjoy putting on. Oh, yeah the music is really what takes us there you know the music has so much energy and and we're inspired by it so it's it's you know it kind of it 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 gives us that energy that makes us want to like like we were when we were teenagers you know being in the mirror banging your head with a broom in your hand playing air guitar <laughs> it's the same thing you know we just get to do it for real yeah um, so it, but it's like because that because the music takes us to that place and we just want to, you know, burst out. Um, that's the kind of performances that happen. So you got to be ready. You you got to be ready. You got to be kind of athletic to do what we do on those big stages too, because they're big. And it's like, it takes a long time to run from microphone to microphone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I just mentioned it. Uh, but for the folks out there that are unaware your documentary, uh, I stand alone, uh, the Erna story came out just a couple of months ago. It's based on your memoir, uh, The Past We Choose. Absolutely fantastic. You really get to see the the grind you had to go through both in in life and in music uh, to get where you're at now. Um, at the very beginning of the documentary, you bring up uh, the Aerosmith Live bootleg vinyl and uh, and the picture of Joe Perry holding up his, uh, BC rich guitar. Uh, and you say that's what sort of switch from you wanting to be, uh, a, just a musician to a rock star. Mm. Um, do you think, do you think the, what do you think the 13 year old would, would, uh, approve of your rock star that you've become? Would they, would they approve?
3: First of all, can you hear this noise in the background? Mm-mm. You don't hear that? No oh good someone's got like, <laughs> some kind of like drill or something going i don't know they must be doing some repairs it sounded like someone had gas next to me or something <laughs> that's really weird bird. um anyways yeah uh what would the what would a third what would a 13 year old say about my rock star you what
0: the 13 year old you what would the 13 year old oh, you think about, about you yeah
3: uh uh I, I don't know. That's that's a good question. I've never actually been asked that one. That's a good question, dude. Good for you for coming up with that one. <laughs> Usually the questions in America are kind of boring. Um awesome. I, I don't know. Honestly, um I would like to think if if they would see anything in the rock star in me, it's perseverance. Mm. Because I really think today what we're lacking with the new generation is preparing our children. And believe me, I'm a dad and I get it. I have a 22 year old daughter now who's brilliant and she's awesome. And she's really grown up to be an incredible woman, but um, it's challenging sometimes seeing a lot of, uh, seeing a lot of the newer generation come up and, and these parents are not preparing their kids for disappointment, right? Mm-hmm. Because disappointment is gonna happen over and over again in our lives. Uh, And when you don't prepare, I mean, listen, you know, as parents, nobody wants to see your kid fail, get hurt, be bummed out, be sad, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. But come on, everybody gets a trophy, really? Like, no, we don't all get the trophy. And if you don't don't prepare them for that, what's going to happen when you kick them out of the nest and they're in the real world and all of a sudden they don't get the job or Mm -hmm. they don't get the date? Or they don't get asked to the prom or, you know, there's all these little things that pop up and then they crumble to their knees and they cry and they sit in their room for a week and and, you know, they they they're they're severely depressed and whatever. And it's like, man, we we got to teach them that the real reward happens when failure happens and we're able to stand up no matter how many life how many times life kicks you down and reach down inside yourself and you find that inner strength and you rise above that. That's when the real miracle happens. That's when the magic happens. And that's when the success happens. Yeah. So everything that people strive for in their lives is achievable. But you need to know that it's not going to run perfect, man. And it's going to fail. It's going to be disappointing at times. You know, it may not fail completely, but it, it may. You know, it may fall apart completely. You may have to completely pivot into another thing, or you may just have to work a little bit harder and stand back up and go for it again. Polish it, make it a little bit better, do it a little bit better. And those are the people that really become successful. And that's when the reward will pay off. That's when you'll feel the 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 adrenaline and the euphoria of the reward right Mm -hmm. of getting that trophy because you know what it was like to be number two or number three or not be a number at all and then you come back and and you know and and make and make history happen you know make magic happen by by being the underdog and and winning yeah Mm
0: -hmm. well i i mean that goes along with exactly what happened to you and i mean in the documentary it paints it perfectly as far as you going through your uh the the bands the original bands that you were in uh not getting to the point that you wanted to not getting to those record labels that you wanted to and then getting that point of god smack uh when you became the front man did i'm guessing it felt Different. I mean, you felt that that energy, like you were just saying, when when Godsmack was in those first couple of years and that momentum was building as far as just the natural momentum of people listening to the album that you guys were selling, hand selling in the area and people were coming to the shows. I'm guessing that felt very different from those other bands that you'd been in uh, before that.
3: Yeah, of course. You know, you know, A, I was much more proud of it because when it happened, I knew it happened organically from scratch. And it was something that I started from zero. Right. Mm -hmm. And I knew the work that was ahead of us. But at the time, it was like, man, you know, going through all these different bands and just being bummed out one time after another, getting fired having the band not work out, not getting a record deal, all these different disappointments that would happen, going through relationships after relationship and You know, that whole heartbreak of that stuff not working out when you're really in love with someone and and you're trying to still get up and go to work every day or go practice. And, you know, all these things are just like so stressful, you know, but but like I said, when it happens, it's like I just don't think people who have the world handed to them can truly appreciate how hard it is to accomplish things like this in life. Mm -hmm. Unless you really grind and work for it because they're just handed it, you know, they handed it down and it's like, I don't know, maybe this challenge is within that at some point because you manage the companies or run the companies and figure it out. But those people to me have a little bit different of an attitude too. you know, a lot more spoiled, a lot more self entitlement and things like that. And um, or a sense of self entitlement, I should say. And I just think that uh, they aren't as kind or compassionate as people are. Yeah. You know, compared to the people who, you know, who grind the whole way and see the dark side, see the failures, you know, even help people up along the way when they're failing, you know. Yeah. There's a really great kind of sense of, um, I don't know companionship and care when it comes to those kind of moments. So, yeah. Sure.
0: Well, it's like it's like I said. It, it it's painted pic- uh, uh, perfectly there in the documentary as far as you having those those ups and downs throughout the music career. It's pretty it's pretty impressive. Uh, and before I forget, um, the the Aerosmith picture. I didn't, mm-hmm. I was, I was looking at this. I went back, looked at the picture. I forgot about like, you know, all of the images on the inside of the vinyl. And Slash has actually mentioned that exact same picture before. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he said he, I mean, that's the whole reason that he, he uses that guitar in the You Could Be Mine video, the, mm-hmm. uh, the, um, uh, what is it? Mockingbird, mm-hmm. uh, BC Rich.
2: Mm-hmm. And I was,
0: I was thinking about, it. I was like, it's wild. Who knows what Guns N' Roses and Godsmack would have been
3: without that one picture. It's mm. insane. Yeah, more so Guns N' Roses because he really, you know, kind of emulated Joe Perry, you know, with the hand yeah. on his face and slinging the Les Paul down mm-hmm. on his knees. like mm-hmm. And he knows that. He, he'll he tell you that himself. There wouldn't be a slash without a Joe Perry, right? Uh, um, yeah and 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 who knows i i'm not sure how it plays in a god's because see i grew up being a drummer joe perry being a guitar player it was just that kind of picture that i don't know it took me off my feet and it just made me realize that was the moment for me that i just decided it, it wasn't about being a musician anymore It was about going after being a rock star right just, just looked super cool and he still looks super he cool. does look cool yeah I, I was just at tyler's Steven tyler's event two days ago um for the Grammys his uh his charity Janie's fund mm-hmm. and um and I was watching Tyler up on stage just talking and doing some auction stuff and I'm going man this guy's 75 years old how do you look that cool at 75 years old <laughs> Still, you know, uh, I had
0: awesome. to go ask some notes. Can you give me some notes on how to do that? I'm planning on. The,
3: they were the epitome of cool. They always have been. And me being a Boston guy growing up in the streets of Boston, you know, that was really close to home for me. And, you know, so I kind of grew up watching them and uh, they were just a massive influence on me. Yeah.
0: Well, you, well, you mentioned it. I mean, the, the difference between you and, and Joe, as far as you being a drummer, you um, you, I mean, you've been a drummer since you were four. You drum nonstop your whole childhood. All your first bands, you were the drummer. And to me, that's one of the things that stuck out immediately when I first started listening to Godsmack, is Godsmack is so rhythmic. Mm. It's so fundamentally based in drums. I can just like, it's it's a, songs have a wave feel to them that you can sort of ride that wave that you can't in other in other bands. Uh, and the documentary you talked about the creation of whatever and it seems like you sort of evolved from a drum beat that you came up with and I was wondering how how important is the drum beat to you when you're writing like is is that something that starts out a lot of songs or does it just come you know as part of the song creation it's it,
3: for me it's everything it's 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 the guitar, it's the vocals, it's the bass patterns, it's the drums itself. Um, Everything I do is rhythmic because I was raised as a drummer. So even my guitar riffs and those patterns are more percussive than they are technical. Mm -hmm. My stuff isn't like Eddie Van Halen and Steve Vai and some of these great guitar players. It's more rhythmic because it's the drummer in me just kind of Mm -hmm. tapping and paddling and moving notes as I do it. Um, and that's really what inspires a lot of the songs to become songs, but there's been songs in the past that have been written a cappella, like voodoo. I came in one day, I was on my way to rehearsal and within like five or 10 minutes driving there, this melody came in my head and it was real, like chanty and tribal. And I started singing it and I put it together. And by the time I got to rehearsal, I pretty much had the whole thing mapped out. And then I just said, you know, this is the key. I want to sing it in. And so I just started singing it and then the guys started putting, um, there music to it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's always drums, always rhythm. We, uh,
0: you, you talked about in the documentary there when the first uh, time you uh, saw Shannon perform uh, when he was in Rathchild, uh and you talk about his drumming performance, how theatric he is, which, I mean, that's one of those things when I first saw him that just blew my mind too is just how it looks like a dance that he's doing like this. Just it's, it's ridiculous him behind the drum set um, when you needed a drummer. In 2002, when you were when you were looking for a drummer for Godsmack, had you always had him just sort of filed in the back of your head? Like,
3: yeah, we I- stayed friends over the years and he was my first choice. He just wasn't available when I first called him before we asked Tommy into the band. Mm-hmm. had just joined uh amen and he's a pretty loyal guy so he was going to ride it out and we didn't really have much to offer except we were kind of the buzz of boston Mm -hmm. but we weren't even really signed yet Mm -hmm. Uh, but we were growing you know um Mm -hmm. and then later much later when we decided we were letting tommy go we had to uh bring someone in and i I didn't really want to go through auditions so i called shannon he had just quit (laughs) amen Mm -hmm. so it was good timing
0: It's uh definitely good timing i mean that was i rem i remember why i forget what live performance it was but i watched a live performance right after he uh joined the band and at that point in time i hadn't really you know i hadn't really started looking in detail at a lot of music i just sort of and like I, it was I, I when i watched i was like something is so much better like better not nothing against Tommy because he's a great drummer but i was just like that drummer has really got it with godsmack mm. and then i went back and i started just watching all of shannon's mm. uh videos out there and was like oh oh yeah this yeah. guy this guy is phenomenal He's the guy uh now before we go here i've uh i've heard that you were going to throw some covers in on the vibe tour you you mentioned that uh earlier i know you don't want to just say exactly what they are uh because you know if you don't include them and whatnot but can you give us any hints are there any like uh you know era genre anything like that
3: yeah it's i mean it's gonna fit in with what we feel are the songs we're choosing for this tour you know because we're not going to be trying to perform all the big big mighty songs that we do on the big stage this is Mm -hmm. more about the voodoo's the serenities. Growing Old, The New Single Truth, we're really looking forward to doing, Spiral, some of these like kind of vibey Godsmack songs, right? And so Mm -hmm. with that, we're trying to figure out more nostalgic stuff and maybe take people, you know, down a really cool trippy road with some old Zeppelin cover or a Pink Floyd cover and things like that. So I think it'll be in that realm of like, let's just give people a really great experience.
0: I like it i like it well one question real quick from the documentary your mom is featured a lot connie fantastic Mm. lady i would uh, i can tell i would love to hang out with her all the time Mm. uh you posted an appreciation post on instagram and there was a picture of you in front of a ferrari and a lot of people commented in the comments is that your mom's ferrari is that (laughs) your
3: mom's ferrari is that, that's still such a weird way to say it i feel like it's almost dirty and that's kind of creepy that you want to hang out with my mom so Let's she looks
0: look... so nice man she, she seems is nice. So nice
3: yeah but so we're gonna leave that one alone only because you know let them let them keep guessing
0: okay all right <laughs> all right well sully we don't want to take up any more of your time man i want to thank you for talking
3: with us today no problem man thanks for having me appreciate thank you, you sir
0: Yeah, listeners, make sure you get your tickets for the Vibes Tour. VIP packages are still available for the Florida shows. To get the vibes right now, let's take a listen to Touche right here on the Doc G Show. And we are back here on the Doc G Show, none other than Sully Erna of Godsmack, right here on the Doc G Show. That is that is fantastic, Mike. Fantastic, yeah. my goodness. I'm gonna be honest, his cookie did make me a little bit hungry. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. would like to have a cookie, you know. Yeah. And I don't care what he says. Double Tree cookies are delicious. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're fantastic. Okay, it yeah. doesn't you, you, they, they? have their little their little oven behind the behind the counter, and they just mm-hmm. pull out a nice little toasty one, throw it in the little bag for you. It's it's nice. It's yeah. very nice.
1: You know, great way to start the uh, the stay.
0: It is. It is. And you know, it's also it's nice to know that we, me, and you are not the only ones that have to deal with outside noises. Uh, During Mm -hmm. our uh, recording, you know, Uh, because me and Mike have to do that all the time. And it's very frustrating. And apparently he thought, you know, and that's always the thing. Whenever there's a noise going on your side, you're like, I'm sorry. Is this ruining everything? And everybody's like, no, not getting
1: anything. I don't hear it. (laughs) Not hearing it at all. Yeah.
0: And lastly, Mike, regardless, I'm going to become friends with Connie Erna. That's going to happen. Actually, I guess her last name isn't Erna. I forget what her last name is because it's, uh, uh, yeah, but uh, Connie. I am gonna become mm-hmm. best friends with Connie because she seems like a lovely lady, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't want to be stereotypical, but I bet she can. She's a mean cook. Come on, oh yeah, I bet For she sure. can. She can cook some some mean dishes in there. Just, oh yeah, I, I mean she, her her mom appeal. Her mm-hmm. taking in the friends of the community. You got to learn. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm sorry if that crossed the line. But you know what? I think she can cook. That's what I'm going to oh, say. Oh, yeah.
1: Connie's can cook. It's a, yeah. Connie is a good cook. That's it's a good de- cook name.
0: I mean, it's definitely better than Patty, Mike. It's definitely, <laughs> Patty, definitely would trust. I
1: mean, you know, it'd be get a little secondhand smoke flavor, with, uh, <laughs> whatever you're eating. All the Patties out
0: there have now stopped listening to our show. Never again. <laughs> Not listening to these. Well, we kept dicks. the Patricias. That's right. The Trisha's, the the the, the Trisha's, the Patricias, they're in. Uh Mike, we need to move on to the fastest growing segment in the world. Mike's the top three. Yes. Yes, Mike. Uh and your um your idea for this week was the top three jobs that you would prefer to have that are not the job you currently have
2: <laughs>
0: yeah I, now that i could put a lot of on here mike i realized mm-hmm. once i was once i was going over them i was like there could be a lot and i i was thinking about this mike you know because uh, we're sort of assuming that we have the talent for these jobs mm-hmm. you know like that's the thing i was like well i'm assuming on most of these that i would be good enough to actually do this thing So that opens it up to a lot of things. If I were to actually have the talent to be able to do
1: that job, you know? So do you have any honorable mentions? I do. Uh, One, it would be to work in academia, Doc G, to be a professor. Mm. That'd be cool. It seems like a good time. Yeah, I listen to, you know, Huberman. I listen to a lot of these scientists and yeah. educators and uh just sounds like a good time you're you're constantly surrounded by specialists yeah uh great conversations you're you're kind of in the know of you know yeah. whatever is yeah
0: you're trying to get your think on you know yeah yeah sounds yeah sounds cool
1: anything yeah. else no that was it okay only honorable mention yeah
0: okay i got a couple right back at mm-hmm. you mike comedians on my honorable mention yeah uh be fantastic um mm-hmm. just uh, you know uh, the the highs, the highs mm-hmm. of being on stage, very uh, especially with getting that laugh. Oh, yeah, gotta feel, gotta feel so good, gotta feel yeah. so good, man. Um, I also put on there, and again, that's the thing, talent. Uh, I golfer, that just seems fun. Mm. Like if I could do that, like my God, just going out there, a yeah. lovely sunny day, a beautiful uh. golf course. And then you're just nailing the ball around like, yeah, here we go. That seems great. Great
1: pick. Great pick. Yeah. You know, that would be a good gig.
0: I also put a painter on there, mm. like painting. Like if I actually had the talent, not like painter, like paint the walls, but like an artist, Oh, you know? okay. like that'd be fun. Like, especially yeah. like, you know, uh, but again, I'd have to have the talent
2: I'd have to have <laughs> yeah. the talent.
0: So number three on my actual list, Mike, here's the number three drummer. Yeah, drummer. If I could I mean just get behind that get behind those drums, mm-hmm. a rock out. My God, being a in a massive band. Ooh, that'd be fun. Yeah. It'd be a good time, man. Uh, you know, as listeners may remember, I uh I followed that dream for like four different gigs. And didn't happen. Uh, mm-hmm. Surprisingly, after four gigs, our band wasn't famous. It was strange. I don't know how. <laughs> don't know. I don't know why that didn't happen for us. But whatever. Anyway, yeah.
1: you know, it was. It was there. Um, Mike, your number three. My number three: professional skater.
0: Ooh you know, yeah. Skating
1: competitions, travel the world. You get gear named after you. You get sponsors.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. cool life. I mean, you know, the only thing, of course, I'd be concerned with is the injuries. Uh, yeah, the injuries. It's a little risky, you know. It is. Yeah, and that is that is a risky biz. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'd be a little concerned with that. But uh, other than that, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and pretty cool. Well, yeah. Lots, of, lots of money. Lots of fans, big you,
1: checks. Like you get the big checks too. You, yeah, like the like the, the the not like a big money check, but like a large check.
0: Yeah, like yeah, like just oversized, so you yeah, can carry oversized it around. Check. Yeah, yes, yeah. That's yes, cool. it'd be cool uh, to have one of them. You get that I mean, in golf too. Yeah, put it on the f- frame it. You know, yeah, have it, have it in a room. <laughs> I made that. That was me, uh, Mike, my, my number two late night host
1: oh late night host ah that would be a good gig yeah
0: i mean it's basically what i'm doing now just on a bigger stage Mm -hmm. you know it's basically Mm -hmm. this show but bigger and live audience and you know multiple guests it'd be fantastic Mm -hmm. warm-up (laughs) comedian yeah exactly exactly you know all all good stuff all good stuff like you come out there and it's the regular, like, I mean, David Letterman, Conan, Seth Meyers, like all those guys. Oh man, seems like so much fun. Yeah, seems it Seems so good.
1: Yeah, so good. That's a good gig. Uh, your number two, Mike. My number two, uh, I don't know how much skill you need. I know that you need some skill, but being mm-hmm. a DJ.
2: Mm. A DJ
1: would be sick, especially the DJs who can play music. While they're DJing, like yeah, yeah. those key like they use the keyboards. They DJ like I watched a DJ Khaled show. Yeah, I watched him live. Yeah, and he's just standing. He doesn't out there do playing anything. Music. No, yeah, he's he having a do. great time. He's like, <laughs> yo, I made this. I'm DJ Khaled. I made this.
0: Yeah, I, I think way. D. I think DJ Khaled's a little bit unique in that fact, because like, yeah. He didn't like he didn't become famous as a DJ performance. He became yeah. famous as a radio DJ and then and then he just started making albums as a producer. So then it's like, you know, there's only very small parts that he may actually rap in a song that he like there's only like a couple a couple of lines. So other than that, yeah. It's just him being like, hey, remember DJ this?
1: Coward.
0: Remember this? We take it over. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, that was me. Like, you know, yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's like a versus battle with nobody else there. You're just playing your yeah. own tunes the whole time. But yeah, then you got the other guys that are like, they're literally making music. They're, they're mixing mm-hmm. songs. Yeah. They're putting in piano. They're putting in electronic drums. Mm-hmm. They're playing everything, you know? Yeah, those guys, weird. those guys are some pretty hard workers, you know. They, yeah, they get it. They they sure, earned the, sure. They earned their keep. Uh, yeah. Mike, so true. Also, you know, it follows with your favorite basketball player there, Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, I was gonna also, say, you
1: get to play with Shaq. My buddy has a theory, Doc G, that DJs all have rich parents. Like hmm. DJs, uh, like I guess we we have an, uh, an example of a friend. Whose mm-hmm. parents are like mega wealthy, and he's yeah. just a DJ around New York. DJ, DJ, yeah. shout out! Shout uh, and then um, shout uh, out Steve to your a- rich parents too. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Aoki, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anna, yeah, Uh well, I guess it's just two examples here, but <laughs> you know, I think there's other examples. <laughs> Obviously,
0: it doesn't stop. We've got two, okay. <laughs> That's all the yeah. DJs in the world. I'm uh, sure
1: if I did a little bit more research, I would find more successful parents. Of I DJs. will.
0: I will say. I mean, you know, Shaq wanted to be a DJ before he was rich. Yeah. I mean, he yeah, got he, he got DJ equipment when he was in college, and he had no money. So I didn't know. know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was either that, I forget. It was either that or like a jacket, I think. It was like, what can I get? A jacket or this DJ equipment? And he got the DJ equipment. Uh, it was something like that. I can't remember. I have to go back and watch the documentary because that was one of the, uh, that was the Shaq and Dale documentary about him and his uh, his uh, college coach there. Yeah. yeah Good one. one. Good one. Uh, Mike, Mike, my number one might be your number one. I don't know. Number one basketball player.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely NBA player.
0: Number one basketball sure. player. I'd obviously like to be Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Air Gordon would be at the top of my list. <laughs> okay, That would I mean. Come on. Just traveling into <laughs> the globe playing ball all night. Come on. Get out of town. That's yeah, just a good time, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing you're thinking you're thinking Orlando, right? That's who you'd play yeah, for? Yeah,
1: I was thinking I would stick with the Magic my whole career. I don't care about the championships. I think I care more about the longevity. Mm. I mean, I would
0: like to be a, a Michael Jordan-esque type, you know? I'd like to go to a, yeah. a team that wasn't really well-known and build them up, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah get that'd that championship. Goal. I mean, you know, sort of a a, a Steph Curry with Golden State. Mm-hmm. You know? He mm-hmm. worked it out 5 years later, boom. There you go. Now they got mm-hmm. a championship and now they got four of them, you know? Yeah. You you want to be that uh, per I mean like if you think about it that way like it would be nice to go to Orlando. They don't have any championships, so mm-hmm. you could build it up, make that first dynasty, you know?
1: Yeah. yeah that'd be cool.
0: Or maybe, uh, let's see, who else could you do? Sacramento Kings, you know? They had a little... Go to go to town. Mm-hmm. Um OKC, you know? Okay, OKC see. still hasn't had a championship. Could do Timberwolves. Timberwolves still haven't had a championship. There's a lot of options wow, that you could get, you know? wild. They may have a chance this year, though. May. I mean, a lot of those may actually. Where would you I mean, play, Doc G? Yeah, would well, you play? I was about to say, any any one of those. You know what? I'd like to do... You know what sort of hometown charlotte i'd do charlotte i'd do some charlotte and uh i would bring them to national prominence they would have a Mm. championship you know that'd be it or orlando i'd like to do orlando too just because the weather let's be honest i mean it makes it a lot better when you're a millionaire and you're in charlotte you can get a lot better digs um Mm -hmm. but uh you know i mean still even if i'm uh Basketball player, I I would love to go outside and it would be eighty degrees. So yeah, you know. for sure.
1: But in Charlotte, you would be playing for Jordan. Not anymore. He no. sold.
0: He sold the company or sold uh. the the. Uh, yeah, he's no longer the the majority owner. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. No. 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 I wouldn't be playing
1: for Jordan anymore. But, but perhaps my... during your prime years, right? Yeah, maybe you would. Well, I mean,
0: if if I'm hypothetically starting. Back in my actual days when I was... I'm Mike, I'm starting now. That's what I'm starting as an NBA player. I'm getting in there in my late 30s, yeah. and I'm going to ball outrageous in my late 30s. And they're going to be like, this has never been seen before. This guy's almost as old as LeBron James, and he's balling the... <laughs> like, that's right, I am. You don't even know. Uh, Mike, that is... Mike C, top three. What is our topic for next
1: week? Let's let's do. What about top three historical mysteries? Top three <laughs>
0: historical mysteries.
1: What about? Yeah, I
0: mean, that's doable.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's doable.
0: We uh, th- there's some mysteries out there.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I find you know uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into conspiracy lane. Okay. Yeah, let's well, not that. necessarily, but, I mean, just things that are weird uh, we that happen, you know? I like yeah. it. I like it. All right. You heard it, listeners. Top three historic mysteries. Mm-hmm. Top three historic mysteries. I got I got one. I got okay. one in my head right now that already jumped up there. I've
1: got zero. Okay. Like zero. Oh, okay. All right.
0: <laughs> Google it, Mike. Google it. <sighs> gonna All right, it. Mike. I'm going to do that. You are one for one right now on the old birthday suits. Uh, Do you want to go with comedian slash producer or do you want to go
1: with a political figure? Comedian slash producer. Okay.
0: Famous director originally known for his sketch comedy with Key and Peele, but now known for his horror movies like Us, Nope, and Get Out.
1: Jordan Key. No. <laughs> is it? I said it Jor- Jordan. Peel. <laughs> Peel. There we go. There
0: it is. Okay. I'm still going to give you credit, even though you got the wrong name
1: to start off with. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Doc G. I'll take it.
0: I'll yeah, sure. you still you still had it. Still had it. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Born in 1979, Mike. Same exact age as old uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. There you go. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. In New York City. Uh, He went to Sarah Lawrence College and majored in puppetry. Yeah. You can major in puppetry. Apparently. And he did. He did. But he dropped out to form a comedy duo with one of his uh, future writers, actually, Rebecca Drisdell. Uh, He joined the cast of Mad TV in 2003, where he met Keegan-Michael Key, And the two had tremendous chemistry. In 2012, the two created their own sketch comedy show. After the sketch comedy show, he started creating movies. His first was Get Out, which was hugely successful. His second was uh, Us. And then in 2022, he released Nope. And uh, Mike, as you know, I'm not a fan of horror movies, so I have seen none of those and Mm. am not interested in seeing any of them. No offense to Jordan Peele. I'm sure they're masterfully done and very very, uh, exciting movies, but I hate horror movies, so no. Yeah, Nope was pretty good.
1: Nope was pretty good. I don't know if it would be horror, more like sci-fi, but I I had to go back and finish that one. That was a good one.
0: Okay, all right. There you go. Recommendation by Mike, listeners. Get it if you haven't seen it. There you go. Mm -hmm. There it Mm -hmm. is. Mike, I'm not sure you'll get this one, but we'll give it a shot. Here we go. One of the most influential leaders of the civil rights movement. He was in the House of Representatives from 1987 until 2020 representing Georgia. He wrote seven books, and before he passed away, he had 50 honorary degrees.
1: Um... Ah, uh, come on. Um, he was Jesse... one of, He
0: was one of the original ah. freedom riders. He was at the infamous Bloody Sunday in Selma, Alabama, at the Edmund Pettus
1: Bridge. Hmm. For half credit, I will take initials J L. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Think very. It's a very normal name. Very just generic name with JL. Jim, uh, no. John <laughs> Lewis. Yeah, no. John <laughs> no way, Lewis. No way, no way. Yeah, sorry. It's all right. It's all right. We'll put him up there. Put him, <laughs> put him up there. Uh, he sure was he's a great guy. Oh, he's <laughs> you know, fantastic. He was born in Pike County, Alabama, February 21st, uh, 1940. Mike, 1940. As a boy he wanted to be a preacher, in 1955, he heard MLK on the radio for the first time. At the age of 17, he met Rosa Parks. And then in... Uh, uh, At the age of 18, he met Martin Luther King. Our birthday suit wearer went to the American Baptist Theological Seminary in Nashville. He also earned a a degree from Fisk University. While in college, he was working for the civil rights cause. He was one of the 13 original freedom riders, busing people for voter registration. Our birthday suit wearer was there for the famous I Have a Dream speech. And he was there for the infamous Bloody Sunday in Selma, Alabama, where peaceful demonstrators were attacked as they crossed the Edmund Pettus uh, Bridge. Our birthday suit where his skull was fractured during that uh, during that riot. He wore the wore the scar for the rest of his life on a shaved head. You could see where his skull had been fractured. He worked for almost a decade with the Field Foundation, and then in 1981, he ran for Atlanta City Council and won. In 1987, he ran for the House of Representatives and won. He was re-elected 18 times. Sadly, our birthday suit wearer died of pancreatic cancer in 2020. John Lewis, Mike. Legend. Legend right there. I mean, come on, man. When, when you're talking about credentials and, you know, fighting for fighting for your right, civil rights, somebody asks you what your credentials are, and you're like, I got it on my head right yeah. here. Yeah. I wear this every single day. Like, and just, uh, yeah, man. Yeah. John Lewis, fantastic. Fantastic. Happy birthday to John Lewis. Uh, Mike, two for three. Not bad. Not bad. Still Thank still you. above sixty percent. Still getting yeah. it. Still getting it. Although we're gonna have to work a little bit on the old black history. Uh yeah. it is <laughs> it is it it is it is uh it is February, Mike. So yes, just saying. It is February. Just saying. Mike, we have some fantastic shows coming up. I can't wait. Next week, Rodney Crowell on the show. My goodness. Songwriter Hall of Fame. Grammy winner has worked with just like everybody you can think of in the the country music game and some in the not country music game. Mike, I'm a huge fan of Bob Seger. And this mm-hmm. dude wrote a song for Bob Seger. Say, so there you go. Cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait to talk to Rodney. He is fantastic. We also have none other than Grammy winner Cedric Burnside coming on the show. Can't wait to talk to him. Cedric Burnside. My goodness. This guy comes from a long line of uh, talented musicians, Mike. I mean, his dad was a famous drummer. Calvin Jackson, his grand his, his granddad was a famous uh, blues guitarist, L R L Burnside. He's just just down the line. He's doing yeah. what everybody does in his family. Awesome. Uh, makes us not talented people feel sort of like crap. But you know, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Anyways, we're gonna be talking to him in two weeks. Can't wait to talk to Cedric. It's gonna be awesome. He came out with a new album, so we're gonna be talking about that. But until then, Mike, we need to wrap it up. I have been your host, Doc G, with me as always, the one, the only, Mikey, Maximus, the Verticus. Sure, Red. Always a pleasure, Doc G. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And until next week, zip it up and zip it out. Zip
1: it-a-doo-da.
2: The